G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz. This is episode number 42 of the Outback Mind podcast. Thanks very much for joining in. Uh, very important uh, topic matter we're going to speak about today. Insomnia, sleep, uh, it affects pretty well everyone that I know. We, uh, we have uh, funny rhythms with our sleep cycles, uh, us men primarily. As we get older, we seem to go in and out of flow with it. And um, the gentleman I have uh, on today is uh, somewhat an expert in that um, particular area, uh, Daniel Ebert. He struggled with uh, his own sleep cycles about five years ago and sort of researched lots of stuff before sort of, you know, honing in on what was causing the problem and he's going to talk a lot about that today but also about sleep technology and some of the things we can actually do to help us um, sleep better so we can wake up you know feel, feeling physically and mentally refreshed and well and I know when myself when I sleep well I, I have so much more energy in the morning but when I don't I sort of you know I struggle a bit so um, you know it's certainly very uh, much of interest to me and it's an area that I've been researching for a while uh, trying to sort of do more on and in uh, to be able to improve my own sleep uh, cycles, but also to help others out there to be able to be more conscious about what might be knocking our sleep around. So hope you enjoy our conversation. Daniel's a really uh, interesting and informative guy, and um, I'm sure uh, there'll be lots of questions come from this. So you know, feel, feel, please feel, feel free to shoot me some uh, any questions you have or contact Daniel directly. Uh, you'll get the details towards the end of the podcast here. But uh, really appreciate you uh, spending time joining in. Just want to make special mention to Green Nutritionals that support the podcast. Uh, you can check out their great range of green superfoods via their website, which is greennutritionals.com.au. Uh, also, help uh, we get some help from B Primal, so uh, great uh, minimalist footwear if you want to check out their website, which is the letter B Primal.com.au. Alrighty, let's uh, get started with this one, and uh, yeah, certainly sit back, enjoy, listen, uh, be curious about what Daniel has to say because a lot of this is probably new uh, to to most of us uh, with regards to the technology of sleep and. What's sort of knocking us, knocking us out of rhythm in uh, in modern life? So, hope you enjoy our conversation. Daniel Ebert, welcome to the Outback Mind podcast. Hey, how's it going? Good, mate. Really, uh, really grateful for you uh, for joining me. Um, yeah, really, uh, really fascinating conversation. I'm sure we're going to have here. Um, lots of people uh, are interested in improving their sleep cycles out there. Um, you know, many, many uh, are doing it. Uh, through pharmaceuticals and uh, you know taking sleeping pills and, and all different sorts of things to try and sort of get a better night's sleep. But I just think if we're more aware of what's actually knocking us around and what can actually help us uh, get back into a rhythm again, then we can you know certainly take our own power back and start to get uh, into a nice uh, routine and, and cycle again, mate. So I know you're very passionate about this subject and a lot of the things that go around sleep and making sure that we do it well because it sort of impacts our whole life. And I believe, as I sort of said to Scott the other night, it's the tide that all the other pillars from of health ride upon. So if we get our sleep right, then, you know, our mental health's good, our physical health's good. Um, everything sort of seems to work in, in better sequence. So, mate, um, I'd really like you to sort of um, uh, share your journey with us, sort of where you were brought up and, and how uh, life sort of unfolded to you to get to uh, being the sleep expert that you are now. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's... Um yeah, it's been a bit of a ride and a bit of a journey to to get to get to where I have today. So um, 
Yeah, I, I, I grew up in, uh, in rural New Zealand, a uh, small town in New Zealand, sort of country boy. My old man was a farmer, so um, had, a, you know, had a really had a really good upbringing, um, you know, really healthy outside a lot, on the farm, active. So, um, you know, all the way from a young age, I've always been into, um, you know, looking after my health and, and, and keeping, keeping fit and healthy, playing sports all the way through school and, um, you know, awareness of, of as a, even at a young age, just to, to eat, you know, good, good um, you know, whole foods. And, um, yeah, so I kind of, throughout my younger years, all the way into university, um, you know, I, I consider myself quite a, you know, quite a healthy guy, quite a fit guy, really passionate about sports. Um, but at the same time, I had, I had a really big passion for IT and technology um, from a young age, been so fascinated with it that I decided that's, I guess, what my career was going to be, um, moving into, into the tech space about 14 years ago. So back then, you know, we're just starting to, to really, you know, ramp up in technology and, and that really fascinated me. So um, I, did, I did my four years at, at university in New Zealand here. Um, at a, I moved obviously out of the country into the city, and um, you know, and absolutely loved it. And then, yeah, from there, um, really, the opportunities um, in, in the tech space, or you know, were in Australia. So I um, jumped over the ditch and and landed smack bang in the middle of the CBD in Sydney, um, working in the high riser up in Sydney um, for for a large large corporate there um and also lived in the city so was just like taking myself completely out of you know the normal environment i grew up in uh, you know um you know sort of like lots of green space fresh air relaxed lifestyle to this like fast-paced <laughs> go 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 kind of full-on which was almost a bit of a shock to my system that just the lifestyle you know the typical you know corporate lifestyle in Sydney was light. It was like, holy shit, this is, this is really different. Yeah, working, um, in a, working in a cubicle, no doubt, and uh, under, under fluoride yep. lights and all those sorts of things, yeah. Yep, you got it. So under fluorescent lights, um, screens. So we've got three screens around me because in IT we're obviously doing a lot of, looking at a lot of different systems and stuff. So it was you know pretty full on. And then not only that, but it would be... Um, on screens and under the lighting all day, but the nature of the work I was involved in was a lot of the stuff had to be done at night time, sort of 11 p.m. onwards. Mm. So I'd jump on my screens at home and start working at 11 o'clock at night till one in the morning as well. Mm. Um, and, and I guess back then, what I deemed as health or, or the way to look after yourself to be healthy was um, eat good food, and exercise. Those are the two. That's that's all I honestly um, considered the things you needed to do to be healthy, and obviously avoid things like drinking too much and things that that kind of played into the nutrition piece. And so I was, and as I grew up, as I went to Sydney, I really started taking the health more seriously. Um, got into doing things like powerlifting. I competed competed over in Australia at the national level over there for a while. Um, really pushing in the gym. Um, really pushing the diet, started learning all sorts of, you know, just around how to optimise my nutrition. Mm. Um, but at that same time, that's when I started to see a significant decline in my health. And um, I couldn't really work out what was going on because 
you know, I what like I said, I considered I was doing everything perfect in terms of what you need to do to be healthy, um, but yeah, things were significantly declining, and what was showing straight away was the sleep. So, um, it you know, I I would be waking up two, three in the morning, um, then then awake, sort of even even earlier, like sort of very broken sleep, and then just feeling exhausted during the day. Mm. And um, you know, initially the body is quite resilient. You can kind of you can kind of patch it up for so long. But then eventually things start to break down because obviously sleep is such a pillar to, to, to all things health. So, you know, I started to see all sorts of things come up past, you know, after a few months of, of bad sleep, which, I, you know, because the mentality was, you know, um, you just push through it, you, you know, sleeps for the week sort of thing. That was kind of my mentality back then. Oh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Push through it. And then, like, I started seeing, obviously, hormonal problems like low testosterone and all these other sort of random health issues that I've never had before started to crop up. And, um, you know, I kind of back then went to thought, oh, yeah, well, you go see a doctor, you know, you go to your GP to, to work out what's going on here. Um, but very quickly learned that approach was probably actually worse off for me in all, all manners that they started prescribing me the sleeping pills, but then the off those didn't work. So the off-label sleeping pills, such as antipsychotic medication, mm. um, antidepressants—that's what I was told as a depressed, and that's why I couldn't sleep. Mm. And to be honest, none of those, all those medications do is they sedate you, mm. but make you feel ten times worse the next day. Um, so you're not, you know, having. Just because a sleeping pill makes it so you are not conscious during the night doesn't mean you're actually getting any restorative sleep, um, which is what I very quickly learned. So as a problem solver, I decided to, no, no, this is not going to end well if I keep going down this route of like just taking more and more pharmaceuticals. Mm. Um, I needed to understand what had changed, why, why was my health declining, and... You know, I'm doing everything right again. I'm eating right and I'm exercising, which is probably actually the worst thing that I could have been doing was exercising at this point in time when my body is under so much stress from sleep deprivation that I was going to the gym and smashing out um, strength training for a couple of hours a night, you know. So mm. <laughs> these are things I didn't really understand back then around the stresses of the, the body. And, you know, you're not, you know, in your early 20s, you think you're, pretty bulletproof and you can just push through anything and I can I guess that's the mentality I had back then um, yeah so w- what I started to look at was really what what had changed in my environment and I, I'm, I'm like you know I started to obviously during my university days and studies started to do you know get some skills around researching and looking at academic studies um, so that's when I started jumping in and, and and just trying to it was a very kind of fringe topic back then but there certainly was stuff around how light um, play impacts, well, how, how our biology responds to light um, during the day, at night, in all aspects. So I started really to, to try and understand because um, that's kind of what I, well, I could kind of work out. I was like, okay, I'm on screens all day. I'm under this shocking lighting because I was starting to get symptoms about around headaches and migraines and stuff and kind of piece like maybe that's the screens but then once once I started jumping into the research I was like holy shit I, I can see there's a there's a link between the light exposure and how that 
into plays, into telling, you know, uh, setting our circadian rhythm or our body clock, our day-night cycles. Mm. Um, and the more I dove into the, the academic research, the more I was like, okay, holy shit, like, eating well and, um, you know, exercising is such a minute part of what health is or how you are healthy. And I was like, this is, I don't know, it's just like this light bulb moment that I was like, okay, like, this is the problem. Like, I just, I, I knew it without, before I even had done any intervention, I was like, this is, a, I know this is the issue. <laughs> like, yeah. After just re- researching it. So that, that, like, that was the first part, was just like identification, right? What's the problem? And then so like, well, how do I fix this? Um, and so we're, we're talking about seven years ago um, that, I, that I was looking into this. And um, if you go back seven years ago, no one was really talking about this stuff at all mm. like in the health space like me you talking right now there was no one talking about light or blue light or screens causing sleep problems or even lighting causing sleep problems mm. um it was really only if you dive into some of the literature and the, the the research that was done around it that's where you could see it but um yeah there's a couple of people maybe in the states like um jack cruz back then just starting to come out with some stuff around that mm. but very out there and certainly well off well off mainstream and even well off the even in the in the you know the biohacking scene or um, natural health scene was just it, it was non-existent really back then mm. um so i was kind of out on my own just trying to navigate through this to see see what i could do um so the very first thing I actually did was jump on Amazon and find this set of, you know, I understood that there was specific wavelengths of blue light. Obviously, blue light is what we have coming off our screens. Our, um, well, it wasn't, it wasn't so much phones back then because we didn't really have smartphones back then. Mm. They're only kind of just starting to come out. But the, the biggest culprit would, would be the lighting, so the, the fluorescent and LED lighting that are in kind of commercial office spaces. Very, very high spectrum of blue light, which is not actually visibly blue to us. It's the white. It's more like a bright white light. But the way we get the bright white light is with a very high amount of blue, blue light. Um, and so the blue light, um, essentially, in our eyes, we've got receptors in our eyes. So our eyes are not only used for eyesight. So rods and cones are in our eyes, which take in wavelengths of light which then sends an electrical signal to our brain as an image. And so that's how we see. But, um, and that's, that's what science has known about eyes for, for, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, you know, in recent years that they learnt that the eye is more than a lens. So it's got receptors in the eyes, which are called mel- melanopsin receptors. Now, they only re- they're, they're photoreceptors that only look at or respond to... Um, particular wavelengths of blue blue and a, and a bit of green light. So they're taking in the, the wavelengths of light, but not in a way for an, um, a signal of an image or sight, but essentially to um, take in a signal to the brain to then tell the brain um, essentially what time of the day is. It. So it, it controls the, um, the secretion of cortisol, which is our a wakefulness hormone um, that we should be have relatively uh, moderate levels during the day and then um, at night time in the absence of blue light those the receptors understand that there's no blue light so that would then suppress the cortisol and increase our melatonin which is our sleep hormone 
So the two work in opposite, so you can't have high cortisol and high melatonin at the same time, um, simply because the blue the blue light um, coming into the melanopsin receptor actually controls or controls the amount of cortisol and and or um, melatonin that that's active at, at one time. Mm. Interesting stuff, yeah. mate. Interesting stuff. Like to the average listener out there, a lot of those words would be you know quite quite foreign. Um, but primarily, you know, it's, it's like, like a car and, and some parts of your car aren't really running properly, um, when it comes to, um, the way your, your cycle is actually meant to be, uh, working with nature or actually like in, in tune with nature. And what, what's happened is what, what I'm hearing from you is over the last 10 years, primarily, We've seen such a spike in our screen time that it's really having a huge effect on our uh, on our sleep pattern. Is that right? Yeah. Well, essentially, all the screen time and all this, all these devices, our brain, our primal brain, doesn't know the difference between that and the sun mm. because in nature, the only source of blue light we get is from the sun. So how we've evolved, how human species have evolved, or mammals on the earth is... When the sun is up, there's blue light. Um, secrete hormones to keep us awake and alert. When there's no blue light, that means the sun is set, therefore it's time to sleep. Mm. Now, every time you turn on the lights in your house, you look at a screen, you open the fridge at night, you do anything that has artificial light, your brain thinks the sun's up. Mm. That's as simple as it gets. Like, that is, you don't need to go into the deep science to just know that. It's like, okay, my primal brain, when it sees blue light, thinks the sun's up. Therefore, it activates hormones to keep me awake. Because if it didn't, like, the way it works is, like, you, you don't want to feel sleepy during the day, right? The, the brain knows what it needs to do to, to keep you alert and awake. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, mate. But isn't it funny how we just ignore this stuff? Like, it's just, it's just completely natural to us to be doing things within the cyclic rhythm of nature. Probably over the last 50 years, we've been distracted because of the nighttime economy, economy being as strong as what it is. And we're sort of out later at mm. night, doing things later at night. And before that period of time, we were sort of, you know, having dinner quite early, we're going to bed quite early, we're getting up with the sun and going through those natural rhythms. But we've really been knocked about um, you know, over the last you know four or five decades, but uh, it's only been you know the last decade, I guess, where the extra stimulation has actually come into our lives from uh, the devices that we're, we're we're frequenting, and and I'm I'm as guilty as anyone with that. You know, I I use one. Uh, I know I know I shouldn't at night. I know, um, you know, I do restrict it, try and have no screen time. You know, at least two hours before bed, but. There's always the, the habit of actually going on and forgetting uh, something you might have done du- during the day and then sort of going on and, and tidying it up and those sorts of things, you know. So these things, uh, I guess, uh, are really um, uh, shortening our petrol tickets when it comes to uh, our, our quality of sleep and our ability to be able to sleep well. Yeah. So there's a couple of things there. So the first thing is, um, obviously, the advent of electricity was the start of this problem. Mm. So we go right back to when Edison invented the light bulb. But to be honest, all through that time, it hasn't been much of a problem because the type of lighting that we've had up until the last decade has been incandescent lighting. So incandescent is, when you look at the spectrums of incandescent lighting, it's very low in blue light 
and it's very high or it's very high in um, yellow orange red and infrared light so the infrared light is the heat that's why you, you can't touch in it and then incandescent bulb because it's it's piping hot after it's been on for a couple of hours, mm. but that that kind of light isn't bad. Like it's it's still not optimal for it, for the evening, but it wasn't until we invent, invented LED technology. So LED technology is everything we use in our screens now. But it's not only that; is you there's been a shift in the last I would say six to seven years where even domestic lighting has moved to LED lighting. Yeah, and that is very very high in, in blue light very high, massive spike in blue, and then it's actually void of all the, the good light, the, the oranges and the reds and, uh, and the yellow is actually, it's all stripped out, and it's just this big spike in blue, and that has really started to ramp up this, this um, you know, sleeping problems that everyone's getting, and, and I, I guess people haven't really made the, the link there, um, certainly not the governments, because governments around the world, what they're doing is they're banning they're actually making it illegal to, to import incandescent lighting. So you'll notice if you try to go down to the supermarket, the hardware store, you won't find incandescent lighting anymore because they're not allowed to import it. Mm. And the reason they're not allowed to import it is because they're trying to, the government are trying to go and move to a sustainable, energy efficient um, movement with our electrical devices. So, um, you know, incandescent light bulbs, they blow within six months and they uh, they consume a lot of power because mm. they're about 60 to 100 watts of power for, for a light bulb versus, I don't know, five to seven watts in an LED. Mm. So what the governments or these people around the world have done is they've, yep, cool, we're saving planet Earth, but we're not saving the human race. <laughs> we're actually yeah. killing ourselves with our lighting. Yes. So, you know, that it's, it's a complete disregard for human biology, in my opinion, to the move for LED lighting. Mm. Um, but the other thing I wanted to add was, like, when you said, you know, you, um, you find yourself, you know, you have to, you know, you need to get on and do a bit of work at night and all that sort of stuff, and it's quite hard to avoid the screen sometimes. And I absolutely agree, but part of what my mission has been is to say there's a way we can we can work in this modern world. We can live, We can work with this technology, but we just need to use little tools, tra- tricks and hacks to, to mitigate their effects. And, and there's, there's a whole, you know, I've, I've created a business around it, but there's a whole bunch, you're not even that, like, you know, you can put software on your computer screens now to to, to dull down that blue light at night. Because so, I'm the same, I, I, I end up having to jump on online at night. I'm the one who knows all about this more than anyone, but mm. the nature of, 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 you know, just my, my business and having to work, it's like, well, I have to do it. But it's it's about finding those ways of doing it, but not at, uh, but mitigating the issues that you would generally see by using the technology. Yeah, it's a risk, I guess, isn't it? And uh, it's, mm. it's it's a risk that ninety nine percent of probably of Australians are unconscious of. Um, you know, I I certainly was one of them, um, and I know better now. I still. I still need to retrain myself to make sure that I, I do the things that you're saying and use the technology that actually helps support um, my presence when I'm doing things online, whether it be for fun or whether it be for, for work, uh, and actually make sure that, that that isn't actually affecting my health. So it's very similar to going on, uh, onto a construction site and not having a high-vis vest on. You know, very, very, very similar. You, you're at risk of 
um, uh, an incident, possibly, or an accident. And by looking at blue light on a screen, I guess you're, you're not giving your, uh, your mind the best, um, the best, I suppose, uh, environment to be, to be settled and calm. If you're actually like waking it up um, by, by looking into blue light, from what I understand, it's actually giving your mind quite a bit of stimulation, which is gonna take quite a bit of settling down. Yep, so that, that's where the, the blue light coming in, like when we're looking at the biological functions, is that it's stimulating adrenaline and cortisol. So those are like your fight or flight or your stress response. Yeah. So getting too much of it puts you into an anxious and, dep- and, 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 and like stressed state instantly. There's no way you're gonna be relaxing and resting and digesting sort of state. And the problem is, is we're in these, these artificially lit world 24-7 now. So mm. it's almost like the, the, the body or the brain just doesn't get a chance to ever wind down. Mm. Um, and you kind of just look at some of the lifestyles people live and it's, you, can just, you can just see it. Everyone's sick and so, so wide and, you know, we've got just an epidemic of people that are just overstressed and, um, and then obviously that then plays into things like the mental health and um, certainly plays into that once over time, you know, if the body's just in constant stress state, eventually things just start to break down yeah interesting like we have a you know a, a, a fairly large uh, part of the population which is experiencing anxiety and depression and, and this this whole podcast is around raising awareness for, for mental health primarily for men throughout regional australia mm. as you know and um it's trying to uh, bring in advice and positive uh, interventions so people can actually start to be able to take control again rather than outsource that control and um uh, I guess what we're sort of honing on in, in here on is uh, the ability to be able to, you know, okay, we've got to use something now. It's part of our, part of our world, but we need to be able to do it smarter. And I, I know what you've done, Daniel, I know the products you've been able to develop are really helping uh, people uh, with that. Can you give us a bit of an idea of um, some of the results you've actually had with, with what you supply and how that actually helps our, our sleep cycle, but also how it helps our mental health as well have you seen evidence of that um quite significantly or yeah so it's interesting i just wanted to add something on that because it's interesting when you talk about like the mental health side of things so one thing that i've seen a lot it's not it's not what's got such a large impact on that so it's it's still um, certainly around how light and plays in with our biology but it's it's not about potentially how much light of like mitigating light at night or you know blocking blue light at night or you know avoiding screen time at night it can actually link in as significantly about what kind of light exposure we're getting during the day and and, and a lack of light um we see it quite a lot and there are a lot of people i talk to sort of a question i ask and if people are inside all day and they're not getting outside and getting enough natural light so natural blue light is actually responsible in our body for producing all the neurotransmitters that make us feel good. So mm-hmm. serotonin and dopamine are produced like brain chemicals essentially that are uh, responsible for making you have a, a, a feeling of wellness, happiness, motivation, positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're finding is, you know, we all live, live these indoor lifestyles now um, and we're not getting outside and getting enough natural, essentially enough natural blue light to stimulate 
um, those chemical processes in the brain. Mm. Um, and the reason I've kind of learned all about this is because it was looking at um, when I talked about, you know, I said to said we, we create serotonin and dopamine during the day from blue light. Well, at night time, when we block blue light, um, the serotonin converts to melatonin, right? So mm. serotonin is the building block that you make during the day from getting adequate blue light. Mm. So then when you block it at night, you can actually create melatonin. Yeah. So what we were finding is people would come to us and go, oh, your glasses don't, you know, you're, I'm blocking all the blue light and I'm still not sleeping well. And I question, I go, well, what are you doing during the day? Well, I'm inside all day and I don't get outside. It's yeah. like, well, it doesn't matter how much you block you don't have the raw building blocks to, to have any melatonin. Um, so, so I find what we do during the daytime is so is not only important for our sleep; it's important for our mental health. Um, it all plays it all it all links together. Mm. Um, you know, and it, you think about just most people's mood and and how they feel during summer versus how they feel during winter. So it's quite common in winter for people to get, um, you know, um, SAD or seasonal affective disorder, which is, you know, a lack of light because the light cycles are quite short during winter. Yeah. Um, you know, people people get up when it's dark, they commute to work and they're in an office all day, and then by the time they leave the office, it's dark again. So they're, they're not seeing any light. Yeah. And then that's when people start, you know, you, you'll see a, a rise in antidepressant antidepressant um, prescriptions over winter. Places like the UK are, are, are just renowned for having these mental health issues and I think one of the lowest hanging fruit, you know, is here is, is actually getting adequate light during the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, believe it or not, it's not just about, like, removing the, the bad light at night. It's probably more important to make sure we're getting good, healthy light exposure during the day. Yeah, really interesting, Daniel. Um, I had a role in Tasmania, and as you know, Tasmania's got a, a, bit, of, a bit of a funny um, uh, relationship with the sun, particularly in winter, and I was always pushing to try and get staff outside more, you know, rather than sitting behind a desk under a fluorolite, get them outside, walk around the block, get sun on the body, help their rhythm, because everyone was going to the... Uh, the chocolate um, uh, machine at, th- at two or three o'clock, um, and as I know now, like it's really great for humans to be sleeping then, but uh, it's, it's probably not practical, unfortunately, in, in those workplaces. But I was really encouraging the senior managers and uh, the minister and so forth, and so that we need to make some changes here because uh, people are, you know, putting stress claims in, they're putting workers' comp claims in, you know, very, very often and very, very regularly. But we weren't doing anything to try and um, uh, intervene there with that. You know, there was there's just a, a free free pass to be able to become unwell. And I'm sort of saying, well, these are the things that are causing unwellness. You know, we want to have a, have a wellness culture here. Um, are you able to, to give staff some free time to be able to get outside? And are you able to maybe change the lighting systems and, and have standing desks and those sorts of things? And unfortunately, it was met with ambivalence, you know. Um, so I, I believe we've got a lot of work to do um, in the workplace, in schools, uh, in our own lives, um, you, you know, to be able to improve our sleep patterns because if we can improve our sleep patterns and then we can make a tremendous uh, impact on our mental health. And not only we mm. benefit uh, of that, everyone else around us benefits from that. So if we go into work one day and someone's shitty, there's probably a really high a likelihood that they haven't had a good night's sleep before, but that never gets discussed. You know, uh, 
it's always, oh, how are you feeling, uh, whatever, and go to the doctor and the doctor might give you something. And you're working against the cycle of nature, um, primarily within your, within your body by giving it chemical enhancement. But really all it needs is to be able to come back into its natural rhythm again and, uh, and rest properly, would you agree? Absolutely. Like, you've, you've just got to think about how sleep pays into overall health and in so many aspects and you're right like <laughs> people were just not sleeping well they just feel shitty <laughs> yeah. like and you're just gonna you know and it just brings down the whole culture and environment of places where someone's shitty you know and not happy um it rubs off on everyone else yeah so yeah over time you know it's just like you don't want to really want to be around someone who's sleep deprived all the time yeah we, 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 we all know people that are, that are constantly uh constantly shitty uh whether they've got kids to look after or whether they've you know got a, a job that's keeping them uh, wired or, or it's a young kid at school that has got exams and that sort of thing but by doing some of these uh things that you're mentioning that could really help um break that cycle yeah and and the fact that i think it's being normalized now that you know we need Three, co- three, five cups of coffee a day to, yeah. to, to feel normal. Yeah. Um, that is, that's why if you, if you wake up in the morning and you're, you feel like shit and tired and you need a coffee to start the day, mm. you're not sleeping well. Like, mm. yeah. you, like that, that, people don't actually realize it's quite, it's quite crazy to uh, people who have normalized how tired they feel during the day mm. and they need to use these stimulants to prop them up just to feel normal. Yeah. Um, it's not until people, re- you know, Oh, you know, like things like starting to, to, to really focus on, on their sleep health, like using like tools and tricks to mitigate the light exposure at night. I've had so many people come to me and they're like, I didn't actually realize how shitty I felt until I felt better. And then you're like, holy shit, I've got all this energy. I don't need, I feel amazing when I get out of bed. I don't need to rely on like external stimulants to get through the day anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I agree. It's just, it's- Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say you just got to look at the um, the coffee industry now. How big it is, and and it's you know one of the I think it's the the most drunk beverage across the world right now. People um, love the taste. It's hard, hard for them to give it up, but at the same time, it's very acidic on the body, and uh, uh, certainly it um, you know it puts our, our rhythm out of whack. It gives us a quick stimulation, uh, uh, which only lasts a period of time. But also, when you're going to bed at night, you're still dealing with part of that uh, that cup of coffee you know so it actually stays in the system quite, quite yeah. a while yeah yeah well it depends if you're a you can be either a fast met- metabolizer or a slow metabolizer of coffee but even if you're a fast metabolizer i think if you metabolize coffee f- caffeine fast it's about six hours or seven hours mm. um so anything past midday is a, at, at the least is having an effect on your sleep mm. um but it's just quite interesting just to see the yeah, the stimulant properties of, of coffee. Like, I, I'm not going to lie, like, I, back, back when I was having sleeping problems, that's how I, that was my crutch to get me through the day. Yeah. It's just um, propping up on the, on the caffeine. Yeah. Um, because all it's doing is giving you a shot of cortisol yeah. <laughs> to keep you going. Exactly, but then, that's right. But yeah, we're, we're working against nature, I guess, when we're doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm, it's interesting, but you're right, because, yeah, well... Look, you know, from, from what I understand, Daniel, you know, through through my, my, my work life, um, unhealthy people are pretty well good for the economy. And um, if the coffee industry has gone from being something small to something large, and that's great for the economy at the end of the day. 
but also those people that are drinking coffee and inevitably end up with health issues, which means pharmaceuticals. But if we want to really, really take control of our health and take charge of our health, what we need to basically do is work on getting our sleep cycles back into a rhythm because that'll give us our power back. Would you agree? Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's like not looking for the, the, the crutches or the things, to, but fundamentally looking at how we can um, take our health back by looking at yeah, getting our quality sleeps. So everything else can, because what happens in those, those, what should be around, you know, eight hours of sleep at night, the body does unreal amazing things to rejuvenate itself and repair itself mm. um, when you look into the functions in deep sleep and REM sleep it's it's not only repairing the mind from the mental health but then it's also repairing the physical body as well because mm. that breaks down and so does our mind so if we're not getting those adequate hours every night it's just it's just building up day on day slowly over time until you know you know and that's when the real problems start to appear so if we can really focus on that you know you can start bringing it back the other way yeah absolutely it's interesting yeah well as i said at the start of our conversation you know sleep is the tide that all the other pillars of health ride upon and you know i've got my exercise good i've got my diet good uh, my sleep maybe if i have three or four days a week out of seven good sleeps then I, i'm I'm, I'm, you know, I think that's okay, but really I should be focusing on, on making sure that I get a, a really good sleep most nights because it's going to give me more energy and more mental clarity the next day and um, the moments of feeling anxious or depressed won't uh, sort of play a part as much as what they possibly do. Um, you know, I just think it's, it's ex- I wouldn't say it's expected, but it's just common for people to have those depressive thoughts, those anxious moments, all those sorts of things. But if we can get this rhythm... Uh, you know, mastered and back into our lives and actually pay a bit of attention to it. It could have a significant impact on our on our health, uh, physically, immensely, and also our longevity. Absolutely. Yep, couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, that's very important, isn't it? You know, like, I always talk about it on this podcast, you know, we, we're, we're pretty well educated to support the economy and we come at the other end and we just think we've got to survive and we go hard to, to work and make money and all those sorts of things in our health become sacrifice you know we sort of get into a probably a poor sleep cycle in our teens and then we sort of go into adult life and we get stressed with work and we can't sleep and we just think it's our job but you know there's lots of other factors that are actually around it now and you know we've, we've had a really good chat about the last 10 years and how that's actually changed so bringing in interventions into play now which can actually help that um that's what you're doing so you've got a business now that actually like provides products that um that can help arrest uh, the, the the blue light that's coming into our body. Is that right? Yeah. So that's essentially what what I've done now. So obviously, um, when I started seeing those problems myself, um, I couldn't really find the products that I needed to, to to sort the problems out. Though, so initially, I thought I need to put a set of glasses on to filter out those spectrums of light at night, so that would allow me to continue to obviously continue to work at night and continue to be exposed to that light but not into my eyes mm. um so essentially um what i've developed is a as i've spent a lot of time in developing very special um lens technologies using pigmentation and lens that as light passes through it absorbs very specific spectrums of light so we've been able to make it so it absorbs 
100% of the blue light in our nighttime lens so as it passes through so you can put the set of glasses on and then all the light hitting your eyes doesn't have any blue light in it mm. um, and so that allows our primal brain or how we've evolved to go there's no blue light I can start winding down I can lower my cortisol my stress hormones and I can in- start to increase my relaxation hormones and sleep hormones mm. um, and it's unreal when you put the, when you put some you know it's something so simple as just putting on a set of glasses that filter out certain spectrums of light how much of an impact it can have mm. um, we quite you know regularly hear from 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 customers that they thought they were a night person you know night hours oh I'm always wide you know I always stay up at night that's what I've always done they put these glasses on and they're going to bed at nine o'clock every night mm. <laughs> because because now they're, they're, they're honouring the natural light cycles, not only through, not by living in the dark, by using things like the glasses to, to um, s- simulate living in the, in the dark, essentially. But so, we, you know, we don't have to do that now. We've got ways that we can use the lighting, use the screens, but, but um, you know, mitigate the issues. So yeah, so essentially we've created a whole range of different glasses um, to, to do this. But not only that, that was kind of where we started. I started as a business, but then I sort of started thinking one step back from that and said, well, where are we getting this biggest exposure is from all our overhead lighting in our, in our homes. Mm. So why don't we actually just stop the, the biggest source at the source, right? Why don't we actually stop the lights emitting the blue light? From the, so. I've kind of been working with lighting engineers and to create light bulbs that we can put in our homes that have no blue light in them. Mm. Um, so the a perfect evening light bulbs that you, that you know we can put on in our homes, and um, you've just eliminated that biggest source of of light that we talked about. So mm. when you use that in combination with with your the glasses when you're looking at screens, you've got all the lights on in your home. It's it's you're really creating this. Um, evening environment that's just so um, exactly. you know, it, yeah, supportive of of you know um, winding down and putting you into a, a into you know into a mode for sleep. Mm. Um, it's it's quite a profound impact that it can have when 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 it's done right. Anyway, when people obviously you know actually do it properly and, and stick to it, it yeah it's it can have very very profound effects mm, interesting isn't it um i was unaware of what you you do and uh it seems seems really foreign still but it makes so much sense you know with what you've said uh and, and how this is actually happening so what's what's actually there's two things that are getting blocked here uh, the, the, the 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 blue light but also our ego by using these products so our ego will just take us back to the same old, same old, but if we're actually using these products, it actually blocks our ego and it gives our, our, our innate nature, our, 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 our real true rhythm, uh, the chance to work properly again. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, I just, even like other changes like that are noticeable that once you, you know, people say that, you know, they feel... Not only like it's obviously helping with the sleep, but when you put them on and and you you move into like a more like because obviously the lighting stuff we do is like a very warm lighting, mm. it it creates a sense of relaxation, but also like um, 
you know, like families and stuff are saying it, it, it creates a, a sense of connectiveness in, in the evenings that people just want to, you know, to get off their devices and instead do what, you know, we should be doing in the evenings, which is, you know, like connecting with family and not just sitting there scrolling Facebook at night like mm. a lot of people do now. You know, people are very dis- disconnected yeah. from their own families and environments because of technology. And this is a way to almost help bring that back in to how, how things used to be. Um, so it's not only the, you know, the biological, phys- physiological effects of the light exposure, but I think there's a lot of other benefits that come with this, this kind of lifestyle and, and honouring, you know, a more natural um you know, kind of way we should be living in the evenings. It's interesting. It's probably creating ambience like a fire, and the, the fire has a really good effect on our nervous system, so it helps us yep. feel, feel calm. So I always talk, Daniel, about coming back through the gears. So if you're looking into blue light, looking at Facebook, your mind's in fifth gear or sixth gear, you know. But by having that change in light, it actually like just helps the nervous system settle down, calm down, come back to neutral, where when you're feeling neutral, your mind isn't in the past or the future, you're present. And then you want to communicate with people that are around you and that really helps um, your mental health primarily at the end of the day. Mm, yep, absolutely. It's interesting. So, so, so how, how can people get hold of you? Um, well, we've got, our, we've got our website, so blockbluelight.com.au. Um, we're... Um, so we've got a whole, a whole range of information on there. Um, you know, we've got a page devoted to academic research and science and everything for the people that really want to geek out. But um, people can email us directly, even call us. So I'm I'm quite regularly on the other end of the phone and love having chats with people or helping them. You know, in terms of like, if people want to say like, this is what I do in the evenings. How can I? You know, what's the best? tools and tricks to use you know i'm always keen to to help people out and give them kind of personal advice and you know, what what sort of what's going to be the best way to, to to attack you know their lifestyles and and their environment yeah absolutely mate that's that's brilliant i guess geez isn't it amazing like how out of something so negative that was going on in your life there's been such positivity created and through your own journey you've been really passionate about um generating a, a product or some products that can actually really help people's um, physical and mental health. So I really encourage the listeners to, to jump on and, and I'm going to you know, be making sure that I get some more of your, your products to help me because you know, rather than having a couple of good nights sleep a week, I want to try and make sure that I have uh, every one of them uh, that's good. You know? And uh, if the light is affecting my sleep, which I'm pretty sure it is, then if I can um, block that, uh, and also block my ego from not wanting to do the things that my, my nervous system really likes, then I think I'm going to be a, a better human. Uh, I'm going to sleep better. I'm going to be uh, more proactive and, uh, and you know, be able to, to live a bit more conscious and fulfilled than, um, than, than possibly uh, I, I am at the moment. You know? So by, by using things like you, you, you've discussed, it's, it's only going to help me uh, as an individual. I'm sure it will help many people out there listening as well. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and I encourage anyone like we we quite regularly write articles and and blog blog articles on all aspects of health and light, and you know we've done ones on mental health, and and we kind of like to try. Really, we 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 we're not only a you know a business to sell products that help people, but I think part of the key is education as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm really really big on 
education. So I'm trying to, we're trying to write really long form, good articles once a week to give people just some, you know, not just trying to sell your products, but how to how to integrate, you know, healthy practices into the lifestyle because that's ultimately what I'm passionate about. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. been in the, been in the trenches myself. Yeah. Um, and I just really want to be able to sh- share the knowledge I've got that helped me help other people. Um, yeah, it's absolutely. Just, it's so fulfilling, right? It's it's I, it really really is a true passion of mine. Um, you know, like I said, I was in IT for a while, but I just could see like I, that wasn't my calling. Um, mm. And this is just so much more of of, of a passion, and just makes me really, you know, I feel so fortunate to be able to just help other people. Um, with you know using some really really you know cost effective tips and tricks and tools to, to to have such profound impacts on their lives to minimize things it's interesting like you're, you're really tapping into your passion and your higher level of consciousness which is our innate human nature to serve and give and you know do things which are healthful but when when you're sort of work working in the it industry and you're sort of just surviving you're not really going anywhere near that so you know, what we talk about a lot in this podcast is just following our passion, finding what it is that's actually going to help change us, but also help others change as well. And mate, I really congratulate you for what you've done because it's having a, pre- a profound effect on, um, on, uh, on, on people around the country. But I think it's just the start of it, mate. The more people that get onto this and um, take control of their, um, their sleep, then it's going to have you know, a huge effect on, on, on the mental health of, uh, of the nation, I would have thought. So really grateful for your time, Daniel. Thank you very, very much. Yep, no problem at all. Yeah, glad, um, glad I could come on and, and have a yarn. And um, yeah, just if anyone ever wants to reach out, just feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy to, to, to have a chat and see what I can do to help. Thanks very much, guys. I think you'll find that, uh, yeah, well, you know, I know what Daniel does and obviously his passion with what, she, with, with what he described around, you know, fixing his own problems, but I think a lot of us can fix our own our own issues with sleep um, just by making some simple changes. So have a look at his website. And I, I, yeah, it's not hard to, to actually grab a pair of these glasses or you know, change your light bulbs or whatever it may be that could, uh, could help you sleep better. It's blockbluelight.com.au. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be doing that myself. I'm gonna be making sure that I change my globes because I find, yeah, I, I, I wind down, but I don't wind down well enough and I think I can do it better. So. That's, uh, that's my plan and goal for the week, I think. If you want to uh, send me some feedback on the podcast, please do support appacmind.com.au. And, uh, yeah, really appreciate your support. A couple of really good guests coming up this week. So keep uh, keep posted, keep spreading the word and getting out to uh, a few of your mates. Thanks very much. Cheers.